hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors podcast with your host, Hunter Brooks. All right, welcome to the Green Top Outdoors. I am joined this morning with two of my longtime friends and colleagues. One is a legend of Green Top. His name is Travis Barrett. Travis, how you doing? Good. The other's a legend in his own mind. In uh, mind. And this is actually a tough act to follow just then with his It really is. It really is. Patrick Holmes. You know, we've been here a long time. Patrick, how long have you been here? Believe it or not, 30 years. 30, 30 years. years. 30 long years. And Travis? 28. 28 years. I'm the rookie here. I'm 21. So. 79 years to combine. That's right. So, guys, did you ever think we'd be sitting here talking podcast for Green Top? Not in a million years, man. (laughs) No way. Patrick, by the way, you've never even listened to a podcast before, right? I'm a virgin. This is it. First time. (laughs) We got our podcast director, Bryce, sitting here with us. Without him, you know, this craziness couldn't go on. So I guess we'll start with you, Travis. Talk about your background with Green Top a little bit. Yeah. uh, Quick rundown. I came in August of 93. I was hired by Pat Hopkins, the Green Top legend. The Godfather. Started out in archery and fishing, worked there about three and a half years, got moved up to the gun department, and around 2000, I went to our owner at the time, Charles Tallheimer, and said, hey, I'd like to I'd like to get into something other than just selling. I'd like to learn the buying end of things. So they started letting me buy a few small things back in the day, and it just grew from there. And then in 2015, I became a full-time buyer working out of the office, and I've been doing that now going on five years, so that's a little quick rundown of my Green Top history. Patrick, what about you, man? All right, so basically, uh, I just needed a job, man. I was a teenager, and... uh, Never had a job before, right? uh, Not a real one. And uh, (laughs) Pat Hopkins hired me after my dad called him up and asked for a favor, and I basically started just stocking shelves in the hunting department. I've never really into hunting or anything or even into guns, and that's, but that's where they put me. And next thing you know, man, I went from stocking shelves to working the gun counter to running the gun counter to now I do all the estates, appraisals, off-site collections, uh, take the photographs for the used guns on our website. Just, man, I really, really just got into guns and kind of just took over my life, man. They're cool. Yeah. I mean, both of what you guys do now, it's a huge part of how we do our business here. It's If it's got a serial number on it, Travis buys it. I mean, it's... Uh, it's it's probably one of the most important jobs here as far as the new firearms go. And then, of course, Patrick, you know, you go after all the used stuff and in our store. And Gunbroker. And, and now Gunbroker.com, which is another, you know, it's another, it's a great avenue for, for selling firearms. Which, um, which we're growing, by the way. Yeah. And I mean, we've really grown the firearms business, you know, just on our website alone in the last, you know, two to three years. And I tell you, this year with the pandemic and everything, it's really exploded. Yeah, it has. It has. Which kind of gets us into our topic of the day, ammo. Kind of been non-existent for the last few months. And we're, you know, we want to talk about that a little bit today, kind of identify, you know, some some problems and the reasons as to why there's a shortage on ammo, what's caused that, and is there any, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? First off, 2020 has been a, was, was a crazy year. Wouldn't you guys agree? That's, so, an, yeah, that's an understatement. That's man. an understatement. Uh, understatement. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. The craziest stuff we've probably been through since we've been doing this. I mean, you know, we've all been doing this 20 to 30 years now. We've never experienced a year quite like 2020. 2013, 2012, 2013 was a close. Didn't I don't have recall the longevity it. that this has had. Yeah. I mean, this is, we're going on a year of just nonstop. Yeah. Every day busy. 
Exactly. And just the sense of urgency I felt from consumers, everybody in general. First-time buyers. First-time buyers. I guess that's the first indicator of why there's a shortage. Um, Yeah. I think people just... It's like fearing for their safety, man. You watch the media and you see all the crazy stuff going on in this world. And it's like people start thinking, hey, man, I, I can't just sit back and wait for the police to protect me. I got to do something for myself. Yeah, I definitely saw that this year. There were so many first-time buyers. What was the number? It's between 7 and 8 million. Is yeah, right? it's like 7 or 8 million new shooters in the industry is what the NSSF said. And I know we've done some reports here at Greentop and we're, we've been running 35 to 45% first-time buyers from us. I don't know if there's first-time gun buyers, but we can tell because, you know, we've had to enter them in our computer to set up an account for them. So that's a big chunk. Back in the day, it was nowhere near those kind of numbers. And the women, tons of women buying guns and shooting. And that's really good because that's what's really growing our sport is getting the ladies involved. That's huge. It brings more, more shooters to the market, of course, but, you know, ladies need to defend themselves out there. And we've seen a ton of that this year. If you want to hit some stats real quick, just to give you an idea, as of 2018, there's roughly over 1 billion small arms worldwide, 1 billion. So 857 million, which is, that's roughly 85% of the total of the worldwide, are in civilian hands. Now here's the crazy number. The U.S. alone counts for 393 million of that worldwide number, which is 46%, which isn't that insane? I feel like we sold a million of those this past year. But I mean, that's why we're a free country. Right. Yeah. You know, that's why that, that's why that second amendment's important. That's right. Just in, I think, was it 2020 alone, 17, over 17 million in this nation sold in just 2020 alone. That number just blows my mind. I can't believe that that many guns were sold in 2020, but it, it shows you the, how hostile the industry was. And then, of course, that goes into the ammo portion of it. You know, when you get that many people buying guns, you're selling that at least two boxes of that ammo per, per gun. So was it, uh, I think, was it, Travis, you were talking, we were talking the other day about that. President of Federal Vista yeah. said, you know, 7 million new shooters if each person bought two boxes. That's 14 million boxes of ammo on top of what we already have to produce. Right, right. That's just staggering when you back up and think about it. And, and I'd say what's crazy is, you know, if you look at our shelves, it looks like we don't have any, like, ammo out there at all. But you look at the daily reports, you know, somehow an empty shelf can sell a 1,000 boxes in a day. Where does it come from? It, it is. I mean, we have lines at our store every morning. People come in, go back to the ammo, see what's here. And, I mean, it's, like Patrick says, it doesn't look like we have anything, and we put it out whenever we get it. But it goes as fast as you can put it up. And we're not getting any kind of quantities. And I mean, the reason being the manufacturers go on what they call allocation. They want to make sure everybody gets some. So if we have a thousand boxes on order, they're not going to send us all a thousand. We'll probably get a hundred or two hundred and right on down the line until eventually that order is filled. But yeah, we'd love to have all we can get, but I also understand why they do it. And, you know, you just be patient. And one thing this will teach you is. Be prepared. Don't hoard. Hoarding's bad for what we're going through. But I mean, I think you need some every now and then. Get you a box or two. But I don't it's always see it. good to have a little cushion somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Know. Plus, if you want to go shooting, you don't want to shoot up all your ammo. So right. you always want to have a little extra on hand. Yeah. What do you think other than other than the demand and their inability to get this stuff out 
quicker. What do you think is uh, is causing that too? I see, mean, I think they're getting it out. I just think that the people are gobbling it up faster than they can get it out. I think that they actually are producing ammo in, in record numbers. Yeah, I, mean, I think they they're mass, but I think they're probably making as much as they've ever made. Right, I'm back to twenty four seven, and you can't just build a factory in a day to start making ammo. I mean, why would they not? You know, right. why would you? And you know, there's the. It's not like they I guess don't want the, to make, a, make money. Yeah, I mean, you got well. You got that theory of, uh, I guess, the government stockpiling a ton of the ammo, and the manufacturers are supplying it to them. And, and we've always heard that. I mean, you know, how long have we heard that? Every almost every couple of years, you hear that. Why would you not meet the demand of the consumer? That that's what I think a lot of people should be asking. That you know, don't don't worry about that conspiracy theory about the government. I mean, the government's going to buy their fair share of ammo from these manufacturers. You know, they they have to. But at the same time, I don't think you know. There's this, there's this conspiracy out there that no. the government's stockpiling everything so that the public can't get it. And, and as I, you know, I still think these manufacturers are running 24-7. They're doing all they can. They're yeah. at capacity. Yeah. Do you think you can just whip up a factory in a day to satisfy a demand, which might not be there in three years? Right. I mean, it's crazy. Right. Plus, you got to train the people. You right. got to get the raw materials, right. which are right. harder to get. You, I mean, I you just think- got notices prices are going up and... I know there's a lot of price gouging going on on ammunition right now, but we only go up when we have to because our costs have gone up. I see some of these deals online, and I'm like, holy cow. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> I see, how, I don't I see like, how people sleep at night, but <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, another there's, story. There's, you know, there's supply and demand, and then there's price increases, but, I mean, I've, I've never quite seen some price inc- increases like I've seen recently. We saw online, and I promise you, I saw it online. A major retailer online was selling 380 ammo this week. It was two hundred dollars for a hundred rounds. Wow! For a hundred rounds. For a hundred rounds. You, I swear, yeah. Two dollars. And wow. you know what? I blame them, but I blame the idiot that buys it. I said the yeah. idiot that buys it is what fuels it. So that's yeah. true, man. Going back a step or two, another reason I think there's a shortage. We've lived through this a couple times now recently. You remember back when we were at the old store, we ran through an ammo crisis. You couldn't find 22 bullets anywhere. And uh, yeah, that who was would the- ever thought you never could find 22 long rifle bullets? Right. People have lived through that now, so they have that in their mind. So now when they go to the store and they say, well, I'm going to get a box. Well, no, maybe I ought to get three or four boxes because I don't want to have have that happen to me again so you know that just kind of feeds off each other too so they therefore the amount of purchasing goes up it's like the toilet paper crisis yeah the toilet paper crisis of of, of 2020 i tell my my friends what has ammo looking i said it looks like the toilet paper (laughs) yeah i'll tell you what though i ain't gonna lie to you i had a lot of toilet paper for a while (laughs) i I was was part of the problem (laughs) but you know you know going back to covid COVID is another reason why I think these manufacturers are restricted on on how efficient they can they can get this stuff out because it's changed the way you know they operate. Yeah, it's you changed everything. It's it's changed everything. Raw materials, getting things in the country. Um, I mean, the primer situation. I mean, obviously, you know, there's this has an effect on the reloading community because people who love to reload. Obviously, you're going to have shortages on primers. Now, primers, and I powder. think there's like no powder. Well, powder too. Yeah, yeah. it's a trickle I mean, down. I mean, right. It, it, yeah, it definitely trickles down to every other every other aspect of it. But the primers itself, let's just talk about those for a minute. 
that's one of the longer processes as far as components go to manufacture ammo. I mean, there's not just a machine that just pops out primers, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an aging process. There's only four primer manufacturers in the whole country. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of specialty like Rimfire. I mean, yep. not everybody can make primers. And so there's got to be a delay there that probably causes some issues for these manufacturers as far as getting their production back, back to normal. But like you said earlier, they're making more ammo. Just the demand is is obscene right now. It's crazy. I've actually been called that before, I think. (laughs) And Federal's getting ready to bring back the Remington line, so we look forward to seeing them on the shelves again. Which that's, in my opinion, that's a good thing. I think the fact that Federal now uh, owns the Remington portion of ammunition, that's probably the best thing that could happen. Yes. Because they're probably the largest manufacturer of ammo in the country, aren't they, Travis? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Federal? Federal, yeah. yeah. Federal's number one, yeah. You know, think about worldwide, too, the other countries. I mean, I don't really care what's going on in other countries right now. I mean, it's more not, worried about... That's not the attitude to have, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... We got to worry about We got to worry about what's going on right here first. But, uh, you know, just think about, you know, the shortages that, that are affecting other countries, too. I can't imagine what it's like in other countries that that are trying to get ammo, they, they probably have the same issues that we're having. But as far as what we're doing about it, uh, we're diligent. We're, we've got actually, what, two buyers right now for ammo. We've got Pat, who's been buying ammo since, you know. 1963. Since the 60s. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, yeah. Pat's been here 53 years, you know. He's been doing it for a long time, and now uh, Pat's getting ready to retire, and he's getting ready to take his place, well, he, if he hasn't already. But you got two really good guys that are hunting down this ammo day in and day out, building better relationships with our suppliers. But we've also established great relationships with suppliers over the years. Thanks to them, I mean, they're looking out for us. And, that, and that's the thing, you know, even going back to the buying part, we've been in business so long and we have so many solid relationships. Not only do we buy from a lot of these places direct, but we, we probably buy from 10 or 12 distributors so we're we're turning over every rock we can to find you what we can. So it's it's not like we don't have nowhere to look. I mean, we got lots of places to look, and when they're out, we're out. So it, it lets you know how bad it, it is sometimes. I feel like we do a pretty good job of getting it out there. Yeah, when it we goes wanna, out pretty quick. You know, I mean, I watched them take it off the truck, and as soon as it's checked in, right, it's on a cart and they're trucking it to the floor. Yeah, and but the most important thing we do is you know, reserve as much as we can for, for firearm sales because nobody wants to buy a gun and not have any ammo for it. I mean, that's got to be one of the more frustrating things. I don't ever want to be in a position like that. So that uh, people need to understand that I think a lot of dealers do that. And I think it's, it's probably the best thing to do because you can't, you can't sell your firearms if you don't have the ammo to go with it. But as far as our suppliers go, Travis, you know, you, you talk to those folks every day. You're buying firearms from them every day. They also supply us with ammo. I mean, what are you hearing from them? We all kind of have a similar feel. Uh, I think it's going to be a while before things get even close to normal. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of in uncharted territory because, I mean, we've been through this before. But like I said earlier, it, doesn't ha- it hasn't had the longevity this has had. So we're just on a wave right now. We're riding it, and we'll see where we end up. See, uh, but with that, I don't think it's ever going back to normal. I don't I mean, think it is either. Like, 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 you know, you go back to when we started here in the 90s. That's not coming back. I really don't think so. Um, I think the way this, this country is so divided and the way the media just puts everything out there, yeah, the media, it, it's going to keep people. They just spew hate every day. 
people are either going to be scared for you know protection or they're scared that the government's going to take their stuff. Either way, the, the buying, I don't think it's going to stop. Yeah, I don't either. Mm. I mean, I don't know if it'll keep this pace, but no, it'll never go back to where it was. No, I agree. I, I don't think so. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know. It's just the world we live in now. It is. And, I mean, just think, like you said, Patrick, go back to the 90s. You guys were had been there a few years, and I started in the late 90s. It was nothing like what it is today. Oh, no. I mean, completely different. No, I remember on the weekends we used to pick numbers to see if somebody wanted to go home early. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, I mean, remember the stacks of buckshot we'd have at hunting season. Yeah. Hunting season, we would have just—I mean, really—an aisle full of buckshot stacked in cases. You could yeah. buy anything you wanted to. People would buy it by the case. And now you, it's crazy. In over twenty years, right. what the industry has changed to, and I feel like I don't know where the change came from. It, or when it started to change, I think so. In 04 is when the assault weapons ban expired. I think and, that's when things, things started getting kicked off. Things early. started changing, getting right. a little different. I mean, I post not post nine eleven, I think it introduced more people to guns. Because remember, we had quite a run on stuff right after nine eleven. Well, I think right the Obama the years it really cranked up. That's when we went through our first big ammo shortage. Right. Right. You know. And- but the face of the industry started to change. I don't know where it was. If was it post nine eleven when we went uh, when 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 the war started in Iraq and Afghanistan? Right. I don't know. The whole industry just uh, just changed. I don't know. And I think it came down when people started seeing you know attacks on their own on their own soil in their country and buildings destroyed. It just woke people up. People mm-hmm. said, "Hey, man, I don't live in this protected bubble anymore." You know. Yeah, that was a crazy day working. I mean, we all were here probably. I know I was. I'll, I'll, yeah. 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 I'll never forget that. I'll never day. forget a guy came in. Mm-hmm. He said, never had a gun, never thought I'd want a gun. But after what I've seen today, he said, I want a shotgun, a rifle, and a handgun. He said, and I want ammo for all of them. <laughs> and it was like, that, is, it was like, like, yeah. that really happened, you know? And, Thought, In fact, we sold out a Ruger Mini 14s. Yeah, <laughs> I was right. like, I was like, wow. Yeah, because yeah, in 01, that's about uh, that was about all you could buy as close it? you could yeah. get to an assault weapon. You know what they call that? Because everything else was uh, I was in a post ban model at that point. They, they were know, all neutered. They, yeah, that's right. They were neutered. neutered. <laughs> but you know, it's just it's crazy the way things have changed in the last 20 years, and it feels like it's just it was just yesterday. And I, and I'm, I keep trying to think. All right, well, what's the next ten going to be like? You know, because oh no, man, I'm scared you know, now. Don't, don't be talking like yeah, we're in our, <laughs> we're in our prime right now. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe I am. I don't know about you. Hard to think. I'm on the down. It took us so long to recover from 2012, 2013, and and I think it taught a lot of the manufacturers and suppliers a lesson in, in how they do business. So well, it changed the way we buy. And it changed the way we buy too. And it changed the way the consumers buy, you know. But now you got even more consumers in the game now. So it's just this never ending. Well, when you when all that after all that started, that's when you started to see all these small dealers pop up. Right. All these tactical shops. Right. All, that part of the industry grew so much it created a whole new network of dealers. So then now you got more people pulling out of the pile right. know, as far as finding stuff. I just remember a few months back. Well, this was maybe October, November. We're we're right in the thick of hunting season, and and I'm looking on the shelf, and I'm like, man, 
if you got a 30 30 right now you're screwed if you got a 270 you're screwed if you got if you got a 270 weatherby whatever it is i mean there was nothing available right and it's not just and, virginia and i can tell you what uh my cousin out in missouri she actually reached out to me this fall she couldn't find any 30 out six ammo for, for her kid to go hunt yeah. so i had to send her two boxes that i found here luckily may not have been the brand she wanted or the grain weight but that was sweet of you. The price was right. I paid for it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That's right. So, no, it's not a Virginia thing at all. It's oh, nationwide. No. Yeah, I'm on several Facebook mm-hmm. pages with gun groups, and it's everywhere, like you say. Yeah, and, I mean, there's really no end in sight, in my opinion. I don't know when things are going to get normal because that's the question I keep getting other than, you know, do you have any nine millimeter? The other question I keep getting is, when, when's this going to get better? And I don't have an answer to that because this is unprecedented. I don't know what, what's on the agenda of the new administration. I don't know what's going to happen in our home state of Virginia this year. There's just no telling. It's a big question mark. Yeah, I have a real bad feeling about this one. Though. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I mean, um, 2021 is so right. like, hold my beer, you know, right. tell them, tell them that to 2020, you know. Right. What, yeah, I we've mean, been, I ain't going to say lucky for so long, but we've avoided the big gun ban. Right. Since what? When the Clinton ban was 94 to 04, right? 04, right. So, I mean, history repeats itself, unfortunately. But the problem we have right now is the fact the thing that... thing is, you know, next we, time yeah. it will be no expiration date. Right, and right now we're, we're getting attacked from the state and the, the federal level both now. Yeah, yeah. It's another reason why I think people are, are out getting what they can, whether it's a, an AR pistol, a silencer... Whatever. I mean, all that stuff is up in the air, you know? You don't know what's going to happen. Well, I tell you what, this this past year alone, I bought more guns for, personally for myself than I ever have in a year. I mean, I've bought more and I've bought more ammo than I've ever bought. So You got I mean, you got sucked into it, too. I huh? got sucked in, man. I tell you like what, you say, yeah. you've never been a hardcore collector nah, gun guy? Uh-uh. No, I mean, I enjoy looking at them. I, in fact, I love looking at them. I, I love the, the history of them, but... I personally, I'm not an avid hunter. My, right. my my wife is and my son is, but personally, I'd, I'd rather go ride a mountain bike or something. This past year, yeah, man, I, I bought quite a few pistols, shotgun, ammo. I had guns in my closet, my sock drawer, my, my I mean, everywhere. I mean, just, <laughs> you watch the news, man, it just kind of makes you scared. Yeah, I mean, we see what happened this summer. I feel like we got, we got out of it. COVID was... We were back open because, remember, we had to shut down the store. We could only let 10 people in, which was uh, – I, I never will understand how that works. I know. But our, our store is, is it how big? Is it 60,000 It's like 60,000 square feet. Like 60, square so we feet. 10 people. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. the hell thought of that? But anyway, we got through COVID. You know, so we're coming out and we got – we can let people back in the store now. Um, and then, you know, then the violence started. And that was – you know, it was it wasn't – just in, in Minnesota. That wasn't or, violence. That was protest, Hunter. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, it was nationwide, man. And I'm like, here we go again. I mean, we caught like a two-week break. And I'm like, man, you know what? We kind of caught our breath. You know, we're – and honestly, I think right about the time we – I guess it was when we when we reopened, we had more ammo in this store than we have ever had. I mean, we were jacked up with ammo in the back. It was – I mean, we were running out of places to put it. And then Floyd got killed, and and all the violence started. And literally, in 30 days, it was gone. Well, I think part of that, because we live in Richmond, people saw what was going on in Richmond. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't national news, you know, 500 miles away. It was 
10 miles down the road from green top this is going on and people worried about it coming to their house yeah and i think that's when i think that's when it really got it really took off yeah it did like and you it, said we, we had more ammo than we'd ever had I yeah mean, we had pallets of it on the floor i've never seen that much ammo in here and that was literally like, what six months ago it was insane i'm thinking oh man now we got to sell all this I, just like that snap of a finger it was gone i don't know how how long it's going to be before, before this gets better i mean uh, what's your take on that travis i mean you know i can't really put a time frame on it i'll just say this i don't think it's going to be anytime soon that would soon four months six months this right. year i think this year is going to be a mirror of last year and until we know what's going to be coming down legislatively i think we're going to be about the same ball game as last year I totally agree. And, you know, and also they keep trying to pass these things, which, so they can't do their job. I mean, they're introducing stuff and they can't pull you over, even though you're, you know, your vehicle is, you're breaking the law one way or another, and then the police can't stop you anymore. I mean, that just freaks people out. There's a lot of bad people out there, a whole lot of bad people. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, if the, if the police aren't allowed to do their job, well, then the individual feel like they protect themselves. I don't know if there's a light at the end of this tunnel. I mean, there is, but I don't know. It's how. a very long tunnel. It's, it's a long it's a tunnel, long man. Tunnel. Um, right. You know, we just got to see how this year goes. Um, yeah, you just got to strap yourself in and ride it and see what happens because it's going to be a long year again, I think. Yeah, I mean, the demand I don't think is going to let up at all. They're going to keep pumping ammo out as much as they can, whether it's shot shell ammo or rifle ammo or handgun ammo. I mean, not, I've never seen us run out of shot shell ammo, by the way. Yeah, um, I mean, never. Sixes or fours. You can't even buy a skeet load right yeah. now. Yeah, I did see we had some number nine double A's come in. I mean, I'm yeah, them out on the floor. Right That's now. when you know it's getting bad. And we yeah. get phone calls. <laughs> we get phone calls every day from around this country wanting to know if they can order ammo from us. And right now we're not doing like online yeah. sales. Of ammo well, you know, it's funny. From my desk, I can yeah. hear the receptionist, and a lot of times she's working, so she answers it on speaker. People will call. Yeah, I'm calling from Idaho. Y'all got any primers? I'm calling from Colorado. Do y'all got any primers? Then we had a guy the other day, he was from Wisconsin, said if we could sell him 10,000 primers, he'd drive down here. <laughs> he'd drive here from Wisconsin. From Wisconsin. Well, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, we, we want... We we want to be in the position to to provide, but we just yeah. we can't I mean, right, and we have to reserve what we do have, you know, for our loyal customers here in Virginia. Yeah. I can't we can't just be shipping stuff to California or wherever when our the people who support us, people that made us, right, or, made that made us are here and they're having to do without. And, and that's another thing I'd like to say while we're talking about mm -hmm. it. Thank everybody for their patience and their support through all this. I mean, I know the lines have been long and the delays and. The frustrations of one box of this and one box of that, but we can't thank you enough because without all y'all, there wouldn't be us. And we would love to sell you a case ammo. We would love to sell you anything you wanted to, but for right now, we just kind of have to make sure that we spread it around, you know, yeah. so everybody gets a, everybody's got to help the name. a little piece of the pie. That's right. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just uh, it's kind of a waiting game at this point. It's you know either we're gonna hopefully see this get better or we're gonna. Something else is going to happen, and it's just it's going to get worse. I, I I agree with you guys. I think it's it's just an unforeseeable future on the ammo and when it's going to get better. I'd like to think we'll see something get better by the fall. I don't want to go through another hunting season like we did this past year, not having ammo to provide or having to limit ammo. Shooting deer with um, BBs because you can't get <laughs> buckshot. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I mean, it's bring just – Bring BBs. We'll bring one down. <laughs> it's close enough. 
Well, you know, <laughs> something else we didn't touch on, I think also with all this rifle stuff, the long-range rifle shooting has really gotten popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we're selling more rifle ammo than we've ever had, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's become the game. Or precision, yeah, precision, precision shooting, shooting is... You know, 6.5 Oh, I mean, it's the most popular cartridge out there, but now these other ones are coming along, you know, PRC, the ARC. Well, yeah, we, well, we couldn't shooting do our... sports have grown tremendously. When we first come to work here, we'll all agree on this. It was a hunting store, and we had shooters. Now we're more a shooting store, and we have guys that hunt. Shooting has surpassed hunting. Oh yeah, by far. I in, mean, in the twenty to thirty years we've been here, we sell more. We sell more firearms just to people to do recreational shooting and protection than we do for hunting guns. Right, but I mean, if, if you yeah. just look at the other, even the long right. gun aspect, take right. handguns out of it. Mm-hmm. We used to sell a lot of hunting rifles, and we still do. Seven hundred BDL, but man, now, classic, right? Oh yeah, but now it's it's you can tell the guy is the serious on range or precision shooter, and we still have a lot of the hunters, but it, it's really 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 grown yeah i mean we you know we've been doing that long range shoot every year we had to cancel this year well 2020 because of covid but um you know if we were having it if we were supposed to have one right now i don't think we could because there'd be no ammo it's just a it's just a very strange situation to be in but i mean we're familiar with it somewhat because we went through it before but it's just the extent of this this one is just it's it's bizarre. I wish we could look into a crystal ball and say, yeah, this this is what's gonna this is what's coming next, just so we can be prepared for it. But man, I, it's just insane. I don't I don't know what's gonna come next. We gotta cross our fingers and hope that the new administration is gonna be more focused on you know unifying the country, not going after constitutional rights. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens. You got to be optimistic, but uh, I try to, man. I try to put on a smiley face, but as I said before, I really have a bad outlook. I think I just we want to end this on a good note, Patrick. <laughs> we, you know, a good note. Maybe we got in some nine millimeter day. My opinion is it's going to be a while. We're going to be experiencing this for months to come. Uh, so please be patient. Don't hoard. And don't don't pay those stupid prices. Yeah, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy mm-hmm. because you just you just feed it. So yeah. basically, if they if they sell these ammo at these crazy prices once, they'll do it again. It yeah. Just it just steamrolls, man. So yeah, it's not it's do, not cool. Do not buy into it. Uh, whether you're a new shooter or you've been in the been doing this a long time, you should you should know better. This is uh these some of these prices are insane and if you're not sure about a price or something yeah give us a call check out our website greentophuntfish.com we've also got a live chat set up on there which uh, we've always got some great internet folks to help answer your questions don't get into the stockpiling per se but I tell you what if you're if you're an avid hunter do not wait until August to start buying your shotgun shells or rifle ammo just keep checking yeah I tell people all the right. time buy it when you see buy it when you see it and if mm-hmm. if the price seems reasonable in, in today's times you better go ahead and get it because you might not know when you'll see it. yeah because there definitely is a, has been an increase recently in pricing i mean supply oh, yeah. and demand you know where we used to order a lot of ammo we'd get free freight you know uh, nothing free no more nothing's free anymore mm-hmm. and you know just the cost of materials everywhere has gone up so obviously yes you're going to pay more for uh for nine millimeter or regular rifle ammo whatever it is so you know just don't overpay We'll see yeah, the what, 999 box days are gone. 
Yeah, I love those old days. Man. Oh, I do too. Remember the five, five, six ammo? We used to get it like little Winchester white boxes with three dollars and ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. I love when you see people come in, you know, get a collection or something. Mm-hmm. You see the old price tags. You're like, man, when you like go back time and stock them. <laughs> <laughs> Patch, you got any collections coming up? By the way, um, I actually have been talking with a couple people. Yeah, I've got one. Uh, I'm not sure if we haven't set a date yet, but it's over a hundred guns, which is pretty good. Uh, the guns are coming out of North Carolina. And with that being said, if any of y'all have, you know, if you know anybody who's got a big collection or if you have a big collection interested in, in, in selling, I'll be more than happy to take a look. There's no obligation, no anything, doesn't cost you a dime. I'll just show up. You can say yes, no, tell me to get the hell out, whatever. I mean, and if you say yes, I always have the checkbook with me. But, um, always always carry the checkbook. Always carry and you, the checkbook. And you, and you go to them, right? I will go to you, yes. So it's on, it's on, it's on your gas money, buddy. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, look, uh, that concludes our first podcast, guys. Thanks for being here today. I think this was a great topic to kick off the podcast with. It'll be a burning topic for months on end. We'll hopefully get it figured out. We'll hopefully reach the light at the end of the tunnel and things will get back to normal. One good thing about this podcast is it allows us time to to unload and just kind of discuss some things. And hey, we'll discuss whatever anybody wants us to discuss, you know. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Travis, Patrick, we got to get to it. It's, it's, uh, it's getting close to opening time. We got to get out there and sell some stuff, buy some stuff, get things going. Yep. There you go. So thanks for listening. Just tune in next time. It's great having these guys on today. We'll see you in the outdoors. Thanks for listening to the Green Top Outdoors podcast. Hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby. It's a lifestyle. Like and subscribe to the Green Top Outdoors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and learn more about Green Top at greentophuntfish.com. <laughs>